I'm going through confirmation here. My confirmation class meets weekly to learn more about our faith. At the end of confirmation, I'll make my own profession of faith in front of the congregation. When you're baptized, you're brought into faith and it's done on your behalf. But when you go through confirmation, you make the decision on your own to recommit. This Sunday's Bible story is like Jesus's version of confirmation. For me, confirmation is like an event in a timeline or going up a flight of stairs or a new level in a video game. It's not a minor event, it's quite significant, but it's still part of the journey. It's definitely not the end, but it's not the beginning either. It's more of a point in between. As I've learned more about faith in general and how I can do things to show mine, I've wanted to do more as well and be more active in my faith. Confirmation can help us to take on more roles, responsibilities, and help more. It also helps us have more mature thoughts, a better understanding of what we're learning, and form more friendships with people in church. The transfiguration is exactly what it sounds like. It's a transformation. Like Jesus, we're all transforming and growing in our faith, our relationship with God, and ourselves as people. We probably won't have our clothes turn white or have God speak from the sky, but it's still a transformation. I don't think I'll wake up one day knowing everything and have my relationship with God fully complete. Like most long-term friendships, I'll probably end up spending my entire life working on it. Through our community, we can help each other to become better people and grow in our own transformations. Through our kindness, we can help others and ourselves to grow. We all have our own paths and relationships with God and ourselves. It takes a long time to figure them all out. Confirmation, among other things, is part of that. It helps us to have a deeper understanding of God as we grow and transform into who we are. Getting together as a community like we are today helps us to work together and help each other grow. Hello, Fourth Presbyterian Congregation. The Gospel of Mark 9-9 talks about the transfiguration of Jesus on the top of a mountain with his disciples, Peter, James, and John, where Jesus changes into a more picturesque version that we envision him today, where his, turn, his clothes turn the brightest of white clothes. During the transfiguration, spirits of Elijah and Moses appear and are wanting to talk to Jesus. Peter sees them and offers to build a shrine, wanting to cherish this moment as long as possible. God appears from the clouds above and announces that Jesus is his son, who shall be listened to and loved. Then the clouds vanish along with God, Elijah, and Moses. After this, Jesus tells his disciples to not mention this event until after his resurrection. This shows his trust and patience for G Peter, James, and John. Now this story may be a bit more extreme than, than something I've ever encountered, but it did remind me of a major change in my life a few years back. When I was younger, high school seemed so far away. I did not worry about my future or who I would become. My friend group didn't matter, and I was just living in the moment without a thought as my life as an adult. Something in my life was missing, and I didn't know who I was. I felt incomplete and needed a change in my life. I wanted to be a different person, a better version of myself, and to love who I was trying to become. I started to think differently. I broke away from my old friends who were dragging me down and started hanging out with new people. I tried new sports, new activities, and started to attend church more often. As high school approaches faster than ever, 
I've really been pushing myself and I've changed my mindset to be this different person. I've started focusing on my grades, my family life, and most importantly, God. My mindset has now changed, some even say transformed, into something better. I believe in myself and have goals for my future. I have learned to embrace the future and am excited for what comes next. I now feel an understanding of the world and in the life I'm living. Change can be difficult, but in order to start achieving, you have to start believing. Amen. In this passage, something that I found interesting was how Peter really wanted Jesus to stay up on that mountain with him. When I looked at the passage before this, it described the story of how Jesus fed thousands of people. At the end of the passage, Jesus told the disciples that he would have to die. Peter refused to believe this, but Jesus told him that he had to. This news was probably the reason Peter was so attached to that mountaintop. He wanted to have Jesus as a friend forever. Recently, I participated in a homeless immersion at church. We were able to meet with people whose jobs were to interview and help out the homeless. They told us about how interacting with others on the street and sometimes helping them out by giving them food or a hat could make them so much happier. I also experienced handing out warm bags to those who were outside without food or enough layers to stay warm. During the start of handing out these bags, my group didn't find anyone. However, once we reached the train station entrance, there were three men that came out in light clothes. They had some dirt on their face and they were carrying some heavy looking bags. Pastor Rocky, my group leader, asked them how they were doing and they asked what the bags were. We told them that they were bags that included snacks, hats, gloves, and socks. They immediately asked for a bag, each saying thank you. We also learned that one of them had been attending Fourth Church for 20 years. Then, a CTA worker came and asked for a bag. He said that he did not need one himself. He wanted it to give to someone who stays in the area near where he works. This completely opened up my perspective. At that moment, I just wanted to keep making people happy. When I left that day, I held a new memory, a new lesson, but I cannot stay up on that mountaintop forever. Peter, like me, wanted to hold on to his moment of happiness. Jesus was his teacher his friend, his leader. You might think that this passage holds the good news of Jesus rising again on the third day. However, I believe that it is the lesson that is the good news. Don't get me wrong, Jesus rising again is great, but the feeling of that won't last forever. They might not last, but the lessons that come from it will. All of you have your own stories. Everyone is going through something different, but we, as human beings are capable of finding little bits of happiness. We should all try our best to say hi to someone we don't normally talk to, or maybe give some food to someone you always see outside of Walgreens. Every time a step we make is much bigger when you look at the whole picture. As Christine Todd Whitman said, an American politician, anyone who thinks that they're too small to make a difference has never tried to fall asleep with a mosquito in the room. Thank you.
When Jesus talks with Elijah and Moses, Jesus knows what he has to do. He knows he will sacrifice for all people and all sin and will see God's kingdom come once he has risen again. He knows it will be hard and it will take faith, faith in God and faith in humanity. To the best of my knowledge, I've never been transfigured. My clothes have never turned pure white and God's voice didn't come out of a cloud to tell my friends that I was his favorite. But I have felt this before, transfigured, transformed. Whenever I have a cross country or track race, I pray. Not for physical strength, but mental strength. The willpower to go through that bit of pain, of discomfort, to do the best that I can. I know what it feels like to give up, to slow down, to take a breath. It's the easy way out. But I know I have to keep pushing. Even when I feel like I can't go any further, I do. I have the strength to push on. And when the race is done, I'm laying on the ground, catching my breath. It's the best feeling in the world. To truly know I did what I always could and what was my best. And I'm happy to say that I made it to the citywide championship this year for the first time in middle school. I can also say I didn't win and I didn't lose. I'm fulfilled knowing I did the right thing. Sometimes it seems like the easy way out is the right way out, but it's not. It never is. Time goes on, whether we like it or not, and we're stuck with our decisions, good or bad, right or wrong. I'll always appreciate that 10 minutes of hurt, of running like my life depended on it for the rest of my life. This brings me back to the word used for this story, transfigured. Trans is the Latin prefix for beyond, and the root figure simply means form. Jesus is beyond form and beyond human limitations. Jesus didn't take the easy path, he took the right one. When I first read this passage in Mark, my first thought was, what is Peter doing? He has just witnessed the transfiguration of his friend, Jesus, who claims he's about to die. Moses and Elijah are there, and Peter wants to build dwellings, or tents, tents. But then I realized that Peter and I are not so different. Would I have reacted better? Probably not. I too tend to react too quickly without thinking, and it really makes me think of my soccer coach. I know this sounds strange, but bear with me. One of the things that my soccer coach, Coach Key, is constantly telling me is that as a defender, I must resist the urge to panic and reflexively kick the ball back up the field. I need to pause, to receive it, take a touch, dribble a little, survey the field, and trust that I have time to think, to look for a pass. I bet if Peter would have been given that advice to just take a minute to survey the field, he might have come up with something better than tense. Now this story focuses on Peter. Even though James and John are there too, Peter is the only one who ever says anything. I think this is because Peter embodies the human reaction to God. Put in Peter's position, we might want to build tents too, rather than pause and think. Our human nature is to make knee-jerk decisions. When life, we encounter challenging information, like Peter, but it's not that simple. Our split-second decisions are not always a demonstration of our best judgment, and that is why Peter is so important. When we rush to react or judge, we prevent ourselves from understanding what is really happening. We misread the signs, and we're bound to get something wrong. Jesus knows that Peter needs time to understand the tr transfiguration. Peter needs time to process what he has just seen. And, though, and so, this is why 
Jesus tells them to keep it a secret. Jesus says to tell no one until he has risen from the dead. By telling Peter, John, and James to keep it a secret, Jesus gives them time to ponder what they've seen, time to fully understand it. When humans see something amazing, unexpected, or complex, our tendency is to react. We don't know what to do. We rush to fix the problem or to make sense of what we see. But I think this passage from Mark reminds us that we can take a touch, dribble a little, take time to think, and look for a pass. We have to trust we have the space to take time, to let our thoughts settle, survey the field. We need to give ourselves space to see what God has put in front of us. What a chain of events it takes for Peter and John and James to understand what is going on with Jesus and who he is. First, Jesus is bright white, implying his holiness. Then, Jesus is suddenly talking with Moses and Elijah, two of the most important people in Jewish tradition, again implying Jesus' holiness. Still, Peter doesn't comprehend what is happening. Would we if we were in Peter's shoes? Probably not. Finally, God makes everything clear. God speaks to the three, saying, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. And still, Jesus urges the three not to tell, to hold it in their hearts until they're ready to share their story. Time and prayerful thought is what it takes for Peter, James, and John to be prepared to spread the word of Christ to people after Jesus is no longer with them. For Peter, James, and John's story of trans Jesus' transfiguration laid down the path to Christianity and why we are all here today. The story of Jesus' transfiguration is an important lesson for us today. In life, we tend to make knee-jerk decisions all the time, every day, about God, about politics, about our friends and our neighbors. But what God is telling us, what God is telling the disciples, is that God is not easy to understand. Life is not easy to understand. You can't just look at the story and go, yeah, I know what this is about. You have to think about it for a while and let it wash over you to fully understand. Amen.